Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Plenty to talk about here as we keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news, news about the National Hockey League, and we continue our series on the greatest season in Islanders history. We'll be talking more about 1981-82. We've also got this date in Islanders history and a lot more. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment or a topic you'd like us to discuss, you could send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss your question or your comment. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and goings on. All right. One other thing before we get started on today's show, if you are enjoying the show, and we certainly hope you are, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans and hockey fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. And also, please feel free to talk to a friend or a relative who you know is an Islanders fan, and let them know about the podcast. I hope everybody is staying safe. I know this is not an easy time. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed the first night of Passover, who is celebrating. I know uh, for those who celebrate Easter and Good Friday, all coming up, Holy Week here. So uh, under difficult circumstances, uh, hopefully we can do the best we can to make our holidays as as uh, close to normal as possible and uh, just wishing everybody the best during this difficult holiday season. Plenty of Islanders-related things still going on. We talked earlier this week about MSG Plus still airing some uh, games from right now. The Islanders' 17-game point streak in uh, November right now they're up to, so airing a a couple of games a night, one at 7 o'clock in the evening, one at 11 o'clock in the evening. Uh, Also games available on YouTube, on the NHL's website and uh, app, and just, you know, a few other places uh, out there, whether it's on DVD or uh, collectors who have, you know, traded in, in old games at different times. So there are things out there to try to keep fans occupied during this difficult time. Not a lot of news uh, on Wednesday from the league or from the Islanders 
the only piece of news that we didn't mention, uh, a third player on the Colorado Avalanche has tested positive for COVID-19. The league made that announcement earlier this week. He is self-isolating and has not had close contact with other Avalanche players or staff members. So as of right now, eight NHL players have tested positive for the coronavirus that we know of, and the league is continuing to keep their identities anonymous. But right now, five members of the Ottawa Senators have tested positive, three members of the Colorado Avalanche have tested positive, and essentially, you know, the league has said through April 15th, so that's uh, another six days after today, uh, the players will continue to self-quarantine and wait for additional directives from the National Hockey League. And uh, I am sure, quite honestly, that when push comes to shove, uh, we are going to have players self-quarantining and being in isolation uh, a little bit longer than April 15th. And again, it, it depends on where the players are gathering. It depends on, uh, you know, what area they can get to and, and the health of the players and the location. But look, Long Island and Brooklyn right now, as far as the Islanders are concerned, not an easy set of circumstances to say that things, you know, are ready to go back to some semblance of normalcy. So we're not there yet. Hopefully, we could get there. The latest news coming out right now is that the NHL is looking at a late June or early July resumption of play, whether that's a continuation of the regular season or the start of the playoffs. Looks like the league is going to expect at least two weeks of some kind of a training camp. Not sure also if they go straight to the playoffs or they try to finish the regular season. And if they do go to the playoffs, are we looking at the regular 16 teams? Do they expand it to 20 teams or 24 teams? Lots of choices out there right now. In order for fans to be present at these games when they resume, it would require the CDC in the United States and Public Health Canada uh, in Canada to allow clearance for large gatherings again. And like I said, I think we're still a wee bit away from having that happen. Now, could that happen? Certainly by the end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, maybe. But look, right now, it is to a certain extent comforting that we're talking about you know, beginning to think about what might happen when play resumes and if play resumes. So, you know, the league starting to get their thoughts together, trying to uh, figure out what to do. Season playoffs could actually go all the way through till September, uh, although you really got to figure they want to finish it up by August if possible. Given you want to hold the draft, you want to have free agency, you want to give the players time to rest before returning to training camp. So lots of variables here, and we'll discuss all of this as we get closer and closer to 
the resumption of play. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have this date in Islanders history, and we have our next part of our continued look at the best season in Islanders history, 1981-82. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time for this date in Islanders history, April 9th, 2003, the opening game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Islanders head to Ottawa to take on the Ottawa Senators at what was then known as the Corral Center. In goal for the Islanders, future general manager Garth Snow, while Patrick Laleem was in between the pipes for the Ottawa Senators. Islanders getting off to a fast start at 7.59 of the first period. Dave Scatcherd with his first in the playoffs from Roman Hammerlick and Yanni Ninema, and the Islanders led one to nothing. Three and a half minutes later, Alexi Yashin makes it two nothing Islanders, his first of the playoffs from Randy Robitaille and, again, Roman Hammerlick. Islanders, after 20 minutes, held a 2 to nothing lead. A little bit of rough stuff going on uh, in the first period. You had Mark Parrish and Peter Schaefer going at it. Parrish for the Islanders, Schaefer for the Sens. Cal Rakunik also gets two for roughing. Uh, at 9:24, so that resulted in an Islanders power play that they did not quite cash in. Now the Yashin goal came 11 seconds after that power play had expired. In the second period, Magnus Arvidsson of the Senators uh, off for roughing at 7:36. Mark Parrish of the Islanders again off for roughing at 12 minutes. But in between all that. The Islanders do take advantage of Arvidsson's penalty in the second period. Sean Bates, a power play goal, his first in the playoffs, assist to Adrian O'Coin and Jason Blake, and the Islanders had a 3 to nothing lead. That would be the final in the last minute, as so often happens in these playoff games. You have some rough stuff as teams try to send a little bit of a message Eric uh, Goddard of the Islanders got four minutes for high sticking at 19:28, and then with just four seconds left on the clock in the game, uh, Varklav Verada, uh, Varklav Verada of Ottawa, and Jason Weimer of the Islanders go at it. Verada two for slashing, Weimer two for roughing, but none of those penalties resulted in any points, and the Islanders skate away. With the three to nothing victory, Garth Snow gets the shutout. Twenty-five saves uh, in this one. As far as multi-point games for the Islanders, only one, and that was Roman Hammerlick, who had a pair of assists. Hammerlick also leading the Islanders with a plus two shots on goal. Can't say it's too big of a surprise. Jason Blake, by far, leading the Islanders. He had eight of the Islanders. 34 shots. Adrian Acoin next with five, followed by Alexi Yashin with four. But overall, the Islanders getting the job done there. 25 saves for Garth Snow to get the playoff shutout. Patrick Laleem, 31 saves in a losing cause 
for the Ottawa Senators, and Carol Rakunik, the only player on Ottawa who was a minus two in this game. So, you know, a lot of even-handed kind of a play, a tough physical game in a lot of ways, but a good start for the Islanders in this series. Unfortunately for the Islanders, they would then go on to lose the next four games of the series. Game two in Ottawa, a 3-0 victory for the Sens. Then the heartbreaker, game three, a double overtime, 3-2 loss at the Coliseum. A 3-1 loss to the Senators at the Coliseum in game four. And then Ottawa closed it out in five games uh, to win that series. And this would be the Islanders' last playoff appearance until... 2007. So not the uh, a good start to the playoffs, but that was the only playoff win the Islanders would manage that season. All right, we're going to step out. When we come back, we will take a look at our next part in our look back at the Islanders' greatest season in franchise history, 1981-82. We've got some surprises, including Guess which player was named Mr. Islander for 1982? More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we're back here at the Locked On Islanders podcast as we continue our look at the greatest season in Islanders history. We take you back to 1981-82, and we're looking at the month now of January. And You know, we talked about December being the roughest month of that great season for the Islanders. The team went only 7-5-1 during December, struggled with an 0-3-1 slump, ended the season with a, or ended the month with a two-game losing streak, but January was a lot better, and it started to get better right away. Uh, The Islanders start off with a 5-3 win at home against the Blackhawks. Mike Bossy, two goals and one assist. But again, the team still not satisfied necessarily with the way they've been playing. So a couple of days later, uh, Bill Torrey, the general manager, Hall of Fame general manager, holds a team meeting and makes a couple of uh, announcements. First of all, The team benched Bob Nystrom for two games because he had no goals in eight games. And in so doing, you know, Nystrom sat out, basically looked at some tape and eventually realized he wasn't playing his style of hockey. He was getting away from the things that he does successfully that made him a valuable contributor to the Islanders. He ends up uh, straightening himself out. The Islanders also announced in that team meeting on January 4th that Brent Sutter was being called up to join the team. Now, Sutter had been called up for two games previously, but the announcement made by Bill Torrey that he was now going to join the team for the rest of the season. Dwayne Sutter already with the Islanders at that point. The Islanders go out that night, beat Vancouver 4-1, a goal and an assist for Clark Gillies, two assists for Mike Bossy, and all of a sudden, you have a winning streak, slowly but surely, coming together. A few days after that, it's a 5-4 win over the Philadelphia Flyers at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. 
Islanders fell behind three to nothing, but they come and finish strong, win the game 5-4. Brian Trottier, three goals, two assists, a big day for Trotz. Anders Keller with a goal and two helpers, and all of a sudden, Islanders seem to be clicking. They continue to click two days later as they complete the home-and-home with a 3-1 victory over the Flyers at the Coliseum. Islanders were trailing one to nothing after 40 minutes, get three unanswered goals in the third. Billy Smith, 27 saves. Stefan Pearson with two assists for the Islanders, and it looked like the team was back on track. But uh, the Islanders then turn around and blow a 3-1 lead against the Boston Bruins in Boston. Mike Bossy had two goals, John Tonelli a goal and an assist, but the winning streak comes to an end. It was hard back then to win a lot of games at the old Boston Garden. Smaller ice surface, less room to maneuver. The dressing rooms were old and decrepit. They had rats in them. I mean, but it was such a classic place to watch a hockey game, visiting fans, uh, gathering around and, and right on top of the players and on top of the action. So, uh, Islanders suddenly, you know, dealing with a with a 5-4 loss in Boston. Now, January 15th, the Mr. Islander pageant for 1982 was held. It raised $10,000 for the Impact on Hunger charity. It did feature a talent competition, a bathing suit competition, and uh, a whole lot more. John Tanelli was the winner. He was named Mr. Islander, just beating out Bob Nystrom. And uh, Clark Gillies won the talent competition doing a Kenny Rogers impersonation. He certainly had the beard to pull off the Rogers uh, impersonation. John Tanelli, by the way, uh, put on his white jumpsuit and did an Elvis impersonation, told everyone he was always a big fan of the King and uh, apparently he looked pretty good in that white satin jumpsuit, at least according to the article in Newsday. So John Tanelli, Mr. Islander for 1982. I don't know if there's any footage available out there of that particular pageant. Play resumes for the Islanders. Two days later, they skate to a 2-2 tie in Washington against the Capitals. Al Jensen of the Caps Rookie goalie at that point made 34 saves in a game the Islanders dominated, but could not get uh, the the puck past Jensen to take the win. On January 20th, a loss at Madison Square Garden, 3-2 against the Rangers. The good thing about that game, Brent Sutter gets his first NHL goal, but the Rangers get third-period goals from two unlikely sources, Andre Dory and Nick Fatiu, and they come away with a 3-2 win. Then the Islanders pick things back up, and they start what would become a record-breaking 15-game winning streak. It starts on January 21st, a 6-1 win over the Penguins, Two goals for Bob Bourne, three assists for Stefan Pearson. Uh, and yet, here is the quote from Pearson, uh, from Bourne, rather, after the game. I still don't think we played that well. Team won 6-1. to one. 
Meanwhile, Bob Nystrom's goalless streak had reached 12 games. Two days later, Islanders continue the winning streak, a 6-1 win over the Rangers. Brent Sutter a goal and two assists, and Bobby Nystrom back in the lineup, sets up uh, the first goal for the Islanders as he begins to turn things around and break out of that slump. Billy Smith, 21 saves for the victory. Three days later, the Penguins back in town, a 9-2 Islanders win. Bobby Nystrom, two goals, two assists to end a 14-game goalless drought. Clark Gillies, a goal and two helpers. Islanders put this game away quickly and early. They set a new franchise record, four goals in three minutes and 31 seconds, and five goals in four minutes and eight seconds on their way to a 9-2 win. They finish the next night a sweep of the home-and-home against the Penguins, they beat Pittsburgh 6-3 at the Igloo. Two goals for Hector Marini, two more for Anders Kaller. Meanwhile, the All-Star voting was completed. Mike Bossy uh, winning one wing position uh, to make the Wales Conference All-Stars. Back then, it was the Wales Conference versus the Campbell Conference. At this point, Islanders part of the Wales. Brian Trottier narrowly beaten out by Peter Stasny to win the first line center for the Wales Conference. The Islanders closed out the month with their sixth straight win, a 4-2 win over the Minnesota North Stars. Dennis Potvin and Brent Sutter each with a goal and an assist, 29 saves for Billy Smith in this one. Islanders finished the month of January 9-2-1. And like I said, uh, they start what would be a 15-game winning streak that would carry them well into the month of February, and we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. So uh, nice uh, run there to close out the month in a solid 9-2-1 month for the Islanders as they continue their hunt for their third straight Stanley Cup. Interesting article, by the way, in Newsday at that point, talking about Dennis Potvin and talking about how he uh, was dealing with some personal issues. Uh, his contract was up at the end of the season, wasn't sure what his future was going to be, but how he was turning to his teammates. Uh, in particular, mentioned Clark Gillies as one of the people he was able to talk to uh, during what was a difficult time for Potvin. Now, obviously, Dennis did end up staying with the Islanders. They continued to roll. But again, I, I found the article very interesting, if only because now, looking back at it all these years later, we forget about the struggles that championship teams have, whether it would be injuries, the goal slump of Bobby Nystrom, the doubt that the media was having about Dennis Potvin. All of these things had to be taken into consideration. These are things the Islanders had to get past in order to win this third straight Stanley Cup. And, you know, when you don't know what's going to happen next, these were real problems that the Islanders had to deal with. Everything was not Always smooth sailing, even when your team is winning four straight Stanley Cups. All right, we'll have more memories from the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82. 
on tomorrow's show. Plenty more to talk about. We'll have the latest news and notes from the NHL, from the Islanders, and of course, we will have uh, this date in Islanders history. Hope everybody is staying safe. I know this is not an easy time, but we will get through it together, and Locked On Islanders will be with you every Monday through Friday to help you talk about the Islanders and the team and to help Islander fans get through this tough time together. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a national perspective on the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Happy holidays. See you tomorrow, and let's go Islanders.